Welcome back to another All Hallows Eve Fly Purbly, and we have many scary things to talk about, like the Flyers still succeeding, even though we want them to tank. <laughs> the Flyers' colors are orange and black. Halloween, the scariest time of year, orange and black. That cannot be a coincidence. The Flyers' colors are orange black. Halloween, the scariest time of year, <laughs> also sports the colors orange and black. Coincidence? I think not. We'll find out tonight as the Flyers continue to horrify Steve and Ryan with their success. <laughs> that That's exactly where we are. I'm horrified, Steve. Horrified. This horrified. shouldn't be no, happening. It's, it's one of these things that's... It's, <laughs> it's like you're sitting here. It's like, I've wanted the Flyers to do well for years. Yeah. And the one year where I say, don't do well, they keep getting points in the standings. But we'll see. But before we get into the, the full-on Flyers talk, I just want to say, uh, sadly... This All Hallows Eve, no visits from our friend the Rat. Uh, he did uh, yeah. not appear on the block this year, but it was it was pretty dead on my block this year. There weren't that many people out. Uh, I, I got a good amount of trick-or-treaters. I probably went through like five or six bags of candy. And some surprises for sure. Like, Emily was insisting that these, these spooky erasers would be a good thing to put in with the candy. They were like uh, bats and ghosts and, and black cats and things like that. And I said, I think erasers... Yeah, I'm not into it, but I'll trust you. If you think kids will like it, then let's throw them in. You said er- erasers? Erasers, yeah. I like thought you pencils. said razors, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. We threw a bunch of razors in. <laughs> kids loved them. Put them in the Reese's cups. With them. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. My mom was one of those moms. She was like, you have to open up all your candy and make sure. You have to look around. And I'm just like, mom, if I die, I die. It's like the Shane Goss spare me. <laughs> if I die, I die. Halloween, baby. I'm going on. Halloween, baby. Let's dig on in. Just yeah. put my fat face into that candy. And, but no, like, uh, no, uh, erasers, like, uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger film where yeah. he uh, fights a bunch of guys in a plane and then dives out without a parachute and then gets another guy's parachute. And it's a whole thing. It's a, it's a very entertaining, stupid nineties Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Was it you who in the Slack chat, you said you put a bowl of candy out for the kids? No, I, I like to sit out there okay. and interact and, and give the kids the candy. Yeah. Also, I don't want my bowl to get stolen. Well, that's just me. So the thing with me is like when I was a kid, whenever we, we would like a lot of kids would go to like the house that like, you know, they give out like the full size chocolate bars or whatever. And like, we would go to them obviously, but like, um, we made it a point to go to the houses where like, it was clear no one was home because like they would just leave a bowl and we'd just take the whole fucking bowl. We, we wouldn't steal the bowl. It would, we would pour all the candy into our bags. I figured that might happen too, and if I was somebody who didn't have a sweet tooth, I would I would do that. But you know what? Having a little bit of leftover candy, I enjoy that. Yeah, so I, I'm okay with that. Right. Yeah. No, I think Steph left a bowl out, and Jason might have done that too. But Jason had um his child to go trick or treating with. So oh, that makes good sense. Good reasons all around. Yeah. Yeah. I I like just I kind of like sitting out there and interacting and everything and seeing all the costumes and uh there was one kid who had a scream ghost face costume that the mask like filled with blood or something oh, dude. pushed a button. Is that the first time you've seen that? That was the first time I saw that. Oh, I was dude. like, Holy shit. That's awesome. I had that in like third grade. 
Well, that was dope. I'd never seen that. And I was like, all right, I, that's fantastic. And bravo to you. Take more candy. Definitely one of the <laughs> definitely one of the all time better costumes, in my opinion. That was a good one. There were a lot of Spider-Men this year. A lot of Spider-Men. Oh, and... my God. I saw a video of like, so like 30 dudes got together and dressed up like Spider-Man. And they like recreated the meme of them all like pointing at each other. Oh, that's great. I missed that. It was that's, really that's good. Great. I love that. A uh, little girl dressed as the queen was adorable with a little like uh, plush corgi. Enjoyed that. Was she a dead and, queen? Uh, because she was since, not a dead since queen. The queen is dead. She is dead. She's very dead. And the monarchy is she in uh, shambles right she now. Should have been a zombie queen. She, she should have, but she was like three years old. <laughs> I know. Could you imagine it's if a... she was like, well, Queen Elizabeth has passed away, so I decided, you know what? Since she's dead, like, what if she just started spitting all this like historical knowledge at three years old? Mm. I, you know, it's very possible. She just gives me the whole history and I fall asleep and say, just take the kid. Yeah, please. You can have all of it. I don't care. <laughs> just go. Just get out of here. I don't <laughs> want to hear anymore. You're boring me. You're boring me. But yeah, ultimately, though, you know, a lot of kids, decent amount of candy given out yeah. uh, and no visits from our friend, the rat, though. He was not he did not appear on the block, but I believe he moved to the northeast Per a report I had seen a few weeks ago where there were a bunch of rats harassing a Northeast Philly neighborhood and like getting into people's like, <laughs> like car engines and things like that, which is just a nightmare, an absolute nightmare. But, you know, I'm glad our friend the rat is living the semi suburban lifestyle that Northeast Philly offers people. Good. 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 I mean, this is you got to love that he's doing well. You know, that he's 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 made a family for himself and he just wants to settle down yeah. and relax in the slightly bigger spaces of Northeast Philly. Tonight is his mischief night. It is. His, well, it's every night's mischief night when you're our friend the rat. And every night's mischief night when you're on Flyperbole, Steve. And now speaking of the color orange, because obviously the flyers and Halloween, the last time that... I don't even know if this is true, but I'm going to say it. The last time the Browns were on Monday Night Football. At least in, at least the last time you remember. That, we, that I remember. Yeah. The last time I remember. Because they're the Cleveland Browns. They don't get on very often because no. they're, they're the goddamn Cleveland Browns. Exactly. But the last time I remember the Browns being on Sunday Night Football, or uh, excuse me, Monday Night Football, was the infamous Miles Garrett helmet assault on, what's his name? Mason Rudolph? I think it was Mason Rudolph. Yeah. And that to this day remains one of the all time greatest hit moments in flyperbole history when you and Craig were like recording and then it happened and you guys were just losing your fucking minds for like an hour. Like the whole show was thrown off course because of that moment. And it was just amazing. It truly was. And I've kind of missed because we've been recording a lot in the middle of the day. That's changed recently. Yeah. Uh, to to uh, certain employment changes and we're starting to do nights again so we we might have more opportunities to record while live sports are going on yeah and right now monday night football is going on with the cleveland browns and the cincinnati Bengals. a real ohio matchup for you and we know how much you love ohio God, this program Quakes. just a great place i'll tell you what <laughs> It is a boring game. It's 11 to nothing Browns, and it's just abysmal. And I'm hoping that there is a Miles Garrett incident soon to throw us off course for the rest of the show, because I don't know how long I could talk about the Flyers <laughs> right now, but I could talk about Miles Garrett trying to kill a man on the football field all day. I can, oh, I can do it all day long. You're right. Like, yeah. But unfortunately, there's like 
weirdly a ton of flyer stuff to talk about. There's and none there of it's is. good, which should come. No, as, no, definitely not well, shocking to anybody. I guess you could say some of it's good depending on your viewpoint. Like I don't even view view them winning as good right now. No, well, yeah, that's again. True. I, I saw another Connor Bedard highlight over the weekend, and uh, gimme is what I have to say. <laughs> gimme, because he's so goddamn good. I want him so bad. He's, what are, do you know what his stats are right now? I haven't even looked in a couple weeks. I'll try and look it up. I'm at, but I, just, actually, I got it right here. Let me see. Elite Prospects. Okay, you look that up. I'm just going to talk real quick about the Flyers recently. So they've had, in, so we talked, I think, last, last week, uh, they just, come fresh off a three nothing loss to the San Jose Sharks and mixed results again this week. So they beat the Florida Panthers again and oh no, they lost the Florida Panthers previously. So they beat the Florida Panthers at home and then they almost beat the Carolina Hurricanes. They lost four to three in overtime and probably they should have lost both games and had zero points, but our Flyers somehow have figured out a way to succeed despite all this. In the Florida game, they let up 51 shots on goal. 51 <laughs> shots, which is absurd. Carter Hart should bill the Flyers for overtime pay at this yes, point. Yes, he should. It's yeah. ridiculous. And like... It's not like it's a that that's like a one-off thing. Like they are con- they are consistently being outshot heftily, and one has to wonder like when like when are the statistics gonna like even out? You know what I mean? And it's it's gonna happen. It's just like it's a matter of when. When the levy breaks. Oh yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that was good. Okay. All right. So real yeah. quick, just to interject real fast, Connor Bedard, future flyer. Um, 29 points in 15 games. And just keep in mind, he just turned 17 in July. Wow. Wow. Phenomenal talent. I would do very bad things. I would commit many crimes to get him on the flyers. And listen, Gary Bettman, you gotta rig this for the orange and black. As I've said before, the NHL is a more interesting place when the flyers are competitive. So, you gotta give Bedard. We are owed this, okay? After the Kane JVR draft, that was bullshit. After the fucking Nolan Patrick shit, we are owed this, okay? We need this. This is the only way to save the Flyers. We need Connor Bedard. Rig it, Gary, because if he goes to the goddamn Arizona Coyotes, okay, and he plays in front of 5,000 people, I am going to lose my mind. I can't deal with that. Like, when are the Flyers... Like- I feel like the Flyers being good is a good thing for hockey. It's a very good thing for hockey. And they're in so many primetime games this year because people recognize they're one of the most recognized hockey brands there is. Okay. The Flyers are an iconic hockey franchise, even though they haven't played like it in a decade. They need help. We need We need your help, Gary. Please come. Listen, just like rig it. Give us a little, you know, just a little something, some, you know, I feel like we deserve that at this point. Just, we uh, deserve it. We need it. We were robbed. We were, well, I was going to say we were robbed of Patrick Kane, but it turns out that might kind of be, he's an asshole. So like, I'm like kind of okay. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. I like now I'm, but you know, for years at the time, you quite knew the full story with him. Like, yeah, like, yeah, we don't get into the whole thing with Patrick Kane, but anyway, like, for a few years, right after that draft, that was maybe the most bitter point you could be as a Flyers fan, just knowing that the disparity between pick one and two was 
Kane to yeah. JVR. Man. Like JVR, fine, fine forward, scores a decent amount of goals every year. Kane was a generational talent. Yeah. Like, there was a time where, where JVR was, like, an all-star talent. But hilariously, it was never on the Flyers. <laughs> like, and ever. even then, he was still like a third line player, maybe second line player on the Leafs. Yeah, never really, like a true yeah. top line superstar. He was like a he was like your stereotypical power play: get your ass in the way and just hope the puck goes in. And it did because he's got a big ass and he gets it in the way. And you know, he's got a huge ass. He's got that badonka donk, Steve. And so he was just parked right in front. His big cheeks getting in the goalie's eyes, and then next thing you know, he's got a goal off of his off of his ankle. So <laughs> actually, I believe the Pacino quote is, "He got a great ass." He got, yeah, yeah, that yes, that's right. Yes, from Heat, of course. There we go. But you know, listen, there are a lot of reasons that Flyers fans can be bitter over the years, but without your help. Gary Bettman, there is no chance in hell that this franchise is going to recover anytime soon. So we demand right now that you give us Connor Bedard. And in exchange, I will speak kindly about you. Yeah. Not all the time, but a lot more than I currently do. Friend of the show, Gary Bettman. Oh, I almost spit out my teeth <laughs> on that one. Shh, quiet, Steve. He's listening. Oh, no, Gary's listening. We have to be on oh, our no. best behavior. Okay. I in guess. order to get Connor, baby Connor Bedard. Fine. For for Connor, I'll do it. Gary Bettman, you're you're smart and handsome and a good leader. And you have a full oh. and he has a full head of hair. Let's not forget uh, that. Just a gorgeous head of hair, let me tell you. There's no flaws to be found there. <laughs> he has any hair. <laughs> but okay, so we actually just you, you remember when they gave out the Stanley Cup last year and Gary wasn't there? Yeah, he had and like COVID, went smooth and was fine. Oh yeah. It, that was so weird. It's great. I, I mean, so, it was terrible. It was a shame not to see Gary. Gary's great. Okay. He, I will he's say, awesome. He's, he's the backbone of the NHL. Yes. He, he's, I will say he's a very good heel. Like when he's getting this, like, you know, when he comes out and he's doing the Stanley cup thing and everyone's booing him, he's like, come on, let's keep going. Like he loves being booed. And it, like, even though like he's probably not great at his job, I do respect him loving to be hated. Oh, you have to respect somebody who embraces the heel like yeah, that. That, yeah. that is the one thing about Gary Bettman that I I absolutely do respect is that he's like, yeah, boomy, come on, bring it on, bring yeah. it on. Yeah. Um, a couple of weeks ago when I was in Philly for the home opener, I was uh, downstairs in the hallway waiting to get into the locker room. And Gary Bettman was like five feet from me. Oh, wow. And I was just like, wow, he really is fucking tiny. <laughs> he was so <laughs> small. And uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I've always heard he's a very tall man. And six five, he doesn't wear lifts. Yeah. He definitely doesn't wear lifts. No, 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 no. I, I got a, a text from my friends in my fantasy hockey like group chat. And they're like, hey, Ryan, five bucks if you call him Gary Butman. <laughs> <laughs> Butman. <laughs> I didn't do it. That was my time, Steve. Yeah, it was your time to shine right there. And Can, you could have gotten Imagine that what would have happened. Head. I wonder what would have happened if I was just like, hey, Gary Butler. You would right? have had your press pass revoked. <laughs> I think so. You might have been banned from NHL arenas for the rest of time. <laughs> I don't know. Like, part of me feels like he might have been like, did you call me Butman? And I was like, is that not your last name? And then he'll be like, it's Batman. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. And then he, we have a good laugh and we share beers and then the Flyers get Connor Bedard. 
We just become best friends? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that exact situation would happen. <laughs> <laughs> it must be weird to be best friends with Gary Bettman. I'll tell you what, Steve, it's a lot of work. I have to help him <laughs> reach cans at the grocery store. <laughs> He's got to, to he's got to, I got to get bolts. him in the booster seat in the car like oh, it's geez. crazy. Man, you have to get that special high chair whenever you go to a restaurant. It li- and th- there there are not many of those available. There's a lot of toddlers out there that require those. And if we go on a busy night, he's standing at the table. I got to say those high chairs are maybe the most indestructible things on this planet. They really seem like they're just so sturdy. They would probably survive a plane crash with the black box. Oh, probably. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Another indestructible thing are those little like uh, car shaped grocery carts. Yes, those things. But they're always adorable, too. But they also take up so much space. They do. And they're a pain in the ass to take to like drive around. There's no maneuverability. None. I well, know this because I tried. Who's a good driver in it? Yeah. No, I know this because like me and friends used to take those and be idiots with them. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. As, as somebody who wants uh, push somebody in a shopping cart from the Franklin Mills Mall to parts of Parkwood in Northeast Philly, I, I certainly can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's good yeah. times. It's good times. Just smart things you do in high school. Just just brilliant things. You're just the smartest person. Of course. So I do. All right. So we were just talking about JBR. And we just have like a laundry list of injuries right now. That doesn't sound like the Flyers at all. This is a, a team that's usually very healthy. And never has any health issues. It's a rarity, Steve. Like, injuries like this never happen to the Flyers. (laughs) Ever. And so the fact that this is happening is truly devastating to the Flyers' very realistic playoff hopes. (laughs) (laughs) So realistic. They're definitely going to make the playoffs. I I can tell you. So, yeah, James Van Riemsdyk, uh, he had finger surgery, and he's out for six weeks. So... There goes another chunk of your goal scoring right there. And this just adds to a whole bunch of other injury news this week. So Cam Atkinson, your other big goal scorer, no clue. The Flyers were asked about it this week and it's basically a giant shrug. Cam Atkinson. It's upper body. He's on the roster, right? Yeah. Okay. So that narrows it down. Yeah. Upper body. Great. Half the body. It could be anywhere. <laughs> and it, it really seems like a nice mystery injury. It wasn't even there until pretty, like, a few weeks before the season, right? I think so. Yeah, I think it happened during training camp. And um, the I can't actually, you know what, in retrospect, I'm not sure if this was in regard to Atkinson or someone else. But, like, let's just pretend it was Atkinson. Either way, it was funny. Like, during, um, in the lead up to the... Uh, home opener somebody asked Taurus like hey what's the update on Atkinson or, or whoever it was like I really can't remember who it was and John Tortorella said I'm not telling you if it's upper body or lower body it's a body injury <laughs> so the whole body's broken great he's just broken which it seems like par for the course at this point for this team yeah it's just pretty much to be expected yikes I, and that if, 
man. I, I don't want this team to win because I want Connor Bedard, but I don't want to see these guys get hurt like this. I don't want to see these guys struggle like this. And that's just, it's shitty news for both those guys. And then on top of that, on top of that, I've spoken about Coots as if he is my last like emotional connection to this team. <laughs> yeah. And well, my emotional connection continues to not be here because Sean Couturier tried skating, got out there, went, oh no, this ain't happening. Mm-mm. Nope. Came right back off and had another back surgery and he's out three to four months. This is very bad because obviously they're out like he's out for three to four months, which is, I mean, he's their best player. But, like, this is so much worse than just that because, like, this is another back surgery. And the back is such a fucked up part of the body. And, like, it's not like he's a kid anymore. Like, he's getting a little bit older. And, like, I, uh, I'm i just terrified. This, I, I, I got to Listen, I can tell you, as you get older, your back gets shittier. Yeah. Because my back's gotten shittier every year I've gotten older. I, I just feel, I hope this isn't one of those situations where it just becomes like this, maybe not degenerative, but like so, something that is just kind of nagging him for the rest of his career. But like right, with right. something as tricky as a back, it's hard to think positively about this situation. No, because it's one of those things that really never seems to go away. Like, do you ever truly get healed from a back injury? And frankly, that's that's like your whole body right there. Right. If you want to talk about a whole body injury, your back is kind of a whole body injury because it, it just affects everything. If your back's fucked up, you can't do anything. I remember one time I pulled my back and I was trying to stretch it out at the gym in my work building. And I laid down flat and I had to call my buddy. I was texting my buddy from like downstairs saying, please come up and help me move because (laughs) I can't move. So it's one of those things that if you fuck up, you can't do jack shit, let alone play hockey at a dominant level. And this just sucks because whatever you're thinking about the flyer success this season or whatever, Sean Couturier is a guy that they expected. We all expected to be, a key member of this team moving forward, one of the key leaders in this team moving forward. And I don't want to throw around the term career threatening yet. You know, I I don't, I don't want to throw that out there or anything, but I think a lot of people it's at the back of their mind right now, because when you're having multiple, you know, multiple operations and such to try and repair this issue. And they just can't seem to figure it out. can't seem to get it right. It's concerning. And the back is something that if you get it wrong, if it's, you know, it just never gets right again. That's it. It could be the rest of his career. I don't want to think about that. I don't want this to be the rest of his career. I can deal with one more year without Sean Couturier, but I don't think that'll. I don't think this is going to be a, a career. I'm trying to remain yeah. optimistic about it, but I, I know there's other Flyers fans who are not remaining optimistic about this and yeah. are already writing him off for the rest of his career. And I can't say I fully blame them. I certainly don't want this to be the case because Sean Couturier is, I think, one of the best hockey players we've had here, certainly over the past decade, but maybe one of the smartest hockey players I've ever seen in a Flyers uniform. You know, I, I call him yeah. Mr. Chestnut Checkers for a reason because he is a guy who the game slows down for him. He is thinking a few steps ahead of everybody else. And he is such a a smart, 
great defensive player and we've seen his offensive capabilities when he was with uh Giroux and Voracek and just he has been a fantastic hockey player for this team and I was really hoping that in the era without Claude Giroux that Sean Couturier would be one of the key figures on this team and damn man it's just it's a bummer to see him go through this and I I feel I just feel for the guy I feel so bad yeah, it's terrible. Like there, and that's the worst part is there's so many players on the Flyers to feel bad for. Like you got to feel bad for Coots, obviously. You got to feel bad for Ryan Ellis. I mean, I know at this point people forget he's even associated with the Flyers, but like, I mean, it's it's these unfortunate long term injuries that are crushing them. And it's it just sucks. Like, no one wants to see anyone be out for that long and have a potentially career-ending thing. I, I don't think Coots is going to be – like, I don't think this is a career-ending thing. If it, uh, like, I don't know. I really don't think that. But, like, Ryan Ellis, he's done. There's no way he's coming back. And um, it's just, like, it sucks. Like, you hate seeing good hockey players not playing hockey. And um, – Hopefully, hopefully Coots comes back from this 100%, but I have serious doubts about that. Yeah, I have serious doubts about that, too. And I, I just, you wonder when you're actually going to see him play hockey again, because that's another three to four months. That's going to take him until 2023 at minimum. And at this point, you know, I don't want to rush a guy back. I want him to be 100% right. I feel like that was part of the problem they had last year. When they brought Kevin Hayes back from his injury, he wasn't 100% right, which is why he was up and down for the rest of the season. Right. Ryan Ellis wasn't 100% right. And, well, again, we don't know what the hell is even going on with him. So that's just great. And I, I don't want Sean Couturier to rush back from this. I want him to be right. Certainly not this season, because the expectations for the season are so low. I don't expect this team to be even playoff competitive, despite what the standings might be now. Yeah. And... There's no reason to rush back for a team that isn't in need of your services that desperately because there is just, (laughs) you're not going anywhere. So why should he move? Okay. He should just take his time, get right. And we're going to see, but man, that's just shitty, shitty news. It is. Yeah. And I like, that's what I want too. But I like, I just know the nature of some of these NHL players. Like Kevin Hayes, he was like so ready to come by, come back, and he came back like super early, and then he re-aggravated his injury last season. And like, I just don't want Coots to do the same thing because I know, like, after missing basic like most of last season, I know he's like itching to come back, and he's gonna take it at any chance he can. But I hope, I hope they are smart with him, and I hope he's smart with himself. Oh, for sure. I I really hope because athletes can be very, you know, impatient yeah. in those areas and, and really make some reckless decisions because they are concerned about their jobs and job security and also just being out there and helping the team win. These these are competitive guys that want to be out there. And if you look, I mean, it's a very different situation, but if you look at the Tua situation with the Miami Dolphins, like that's a guy who fought to come back into that game and the team let him when he got concussed on Monday night, or was it Thursday night football? I think it was Thursday night. But he came back into that game, or it was a Sunday afternoon game, my bad. But he shouldn't have come back into that game. And just because he said he wanted to come back in, the doctor should have said absolutely friggin' not. Yeah. Yeah. They just, 
I get it. Like it's their job to play. And I know that they're competitive. Like my God, like if it's like in a intramural kickball league, I would be like, God, get me out there. <laughs> put me at the, put me at the plate. I want to, I want to, you know, hit a dinger or whatever. But like, yeah, like I get it. I get that they want to play. They want to be out there, but like you have to be smart. Like, come on. Like it's, it's your future here. Well, that's where you have to rely on the professionals on the team, I think, to to really try and evaluate that as much as possible. And because the guys do want to get it back out there, they want to prove that they can still play. Because I know Sean Couturier hears the things being said about him. He hears that people are speculating that his career might be over and he wants to show people, no, I'm not dead. Like, call an ambulance, but not for me. He wants to be that guy. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I, I think athletes just, they, they are not the best gauges, at least when they're in the moment, the competitive moment of saying, I need to be back out there. I think the team doctors really need to make sure that he's ready before they put him back out there. But we're going to see in a few months what happens with that. Hopefully a few months. I mean, who knows at this point? And I'm not even going to pretend like I have any idea. And on top of all this, Cam York might be have, ha, dealing with an injury right now, too. He went hard into the boards in a game with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. And I know our expectations were to see Cam York at some point this year. We don't know exactly what's going on with him and no update from the team right now. But, you know, we're really hoping he's not hurt too bad. I know the Flyers have a bit of a logjam at defense right now, but you really expect to see Cam York up and with the Flyers at some point in the season. Yeah. That's the goal. I mean, we said before the season started, he was one of the players I was looking forward to watching most. And they didn't even make the team. And now he's in Lehigh Valley and he gets he gets uh, uh, nicked up. So just what a time. Great time. Having great fun. What a time to be alive and watching the Philadelphia Flyers. Your Philadelphia Flyers. Your Philadelphia Flyers. But yeah, this this past week they picked up a couple points, three points, Florida, yeah. Carolina. It's not all bad. I mean, it's not all bad if you want this team to to win, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't really want them to win. And, I mean, I, I'm seeing some good things out of some of the younger guys on the team. Uh, certainly the most encouraging thing for me is the play of Carter Hart so far. He, to this point, has a 2-3-1 GAA, 938 save percentage, just absolutely crushing it despite not getting that much support from the team. I mean, it seems like there's 30-plus shots being let up against him every night. But this isn't a huge surprise to a lot of Flyers fans because we weren't really that optimistic about the defense coming into it. I mean, whatever your thoughts are on Provorov and D'Angelo on the top pairing, D'Angelo is a guy who's never been known for his defensive prowess. He's known for his offensive defensive capabilities. And I, I think you've seen that with his play to this point. Uh, Ristolainen and Sanheim. We've talked about this, Ristolainen, you know, for a guy who should be just splattering people constantly is not really clear in the crease at all. I I, like in his first game back when they showed like the hit montage, I was like, oh, they have been waiting for this. Like they have they have had this hit montage ready to go for the last like God since before the season started. They've just been it's yeah, but. They love a good hit montage. I, mean, oh, I can't yeah. blame them. It and is all the hits, hockey. all the hits are like very mid hits. <laughs> like they're not. That's even... what drives me crazy. I want like when you see like a Chris Pronger hit montage, he's just wrecking guys' yeah. lives. He's just tossing them into the air like they're rag dolls, and that's what I want. From like I, I want a Dustin Bufflin hit montage. Sure, that's a great hit montage. I want right dudes there. just or... getting wrecked. 
Hell, you could look at like Dan McGillis and Luke Richardson back in the day, oh, and they yeah. weren't nearly the size of these guys, and they were wrecking guys. So like, you've got you could. I don't. I just don't understand why a man so big is not. Why is the largest flyer not just simply devouring the other teams? I I don't understand. But Ristolainen came back, and you know he's doing his usual thing on defense. I truly do not understand the appeal. And then. What even is the bottom pairing right now? I know Justin Braun's there. Is he still? Is it Nick Sealer still being paired up with him? I believe Sealer is playing. I know Zamula was in, but he had a couple of really bad games. Um, so I think he's out. Sealer's playing. Um, yeah, he's he's there. He's... It's not exactly an all-star defensive lineup. Is no, what it is I'm not. I'm trying to get at. Yeah. And it's not like the forwards are necessarily all that defensively responsible, especially with Atkinson and Couturier out. So really, this is just not a team set up. They're blocking a lot of shots, but there's a reason they're blocking a lot of shots because they're not possessing the puck in the offensive zone. Yeah, and they're, they're allowing a lot of teams shots. Into therefore, the yeah. yeah, therefore, like one would expect there to be more blocked shots because the other team is getting a lot of shots. And all of this just leads up to the feeling that this early success is just unsustainable. It doesn't feel like something that is going to last much longer because Carter Hart can only do so much. I mean, to this point, the Flyers have 11 points in eight games. They're sitting at fourth in the Metro. Uh, but again, they have more points in fewer games or, you know, their points percentage is better than the Rangers and the devils to this point uh carolina sitting on top right now and that bet is feeling pretty good early on but we'll see on that front but you know the flyer success while nice it's nice that it's not at all misery this season just again it feels unsustainable we'll certainly see on that and they've got another you know tough couple games coming up here they've got the rangers in toronto and ottawa this week so nice test to see where they're at exactly and we know the rangers can play and they have been putting up a lot of goals this season and yikes claude Giroux, we got the claude first claude Giroux game coming up first claude Giroux game and i've i've paid a little bit of attention to the senators i haven't quite seen exactly where they're let's see they're four and four right now they're 500 and in last in the atlantic but like the atlantic is like just going crazy right now like the canadians are somehow five and four that's not going to keep going yeah and claude drew has six points so far yeah so he's pretty good yeah he's doing all right well the, the thing about the the senators is they have a lot of exciting offensive talent but in net and on defense there ain't much going on yeah I mean, they did. Who was their? Uh, who did they? Uh, they had Cam Talbot, but he's hurt, and he's a good goalie. Like he's, I know in Philly it didn't really last long, and he didn't really do much. I think he played one game in Philly. Was it only one? I actually am curious now. Let me go see. Uh, yeah, you go look it up. I, I think it was only one or two games. It was really not much, and it was funny because there was so much of a a big deal made about trading for Carter Hart's like good buddy Cam Talbot. Right. Like, uh, oh yeah, they're best. They're like best buds. He's like his mentor. Yeah, it's a perfect fit, and then. He appeared in four games as a flyer. Oh, four games. Oh, wow. He had one win, two losses. And that was in the infamous, what was it, seven goaltender season? Seven goalies. What a time. What a time. But their their current goaltenders in Ottawa, we have Magnus Helberg. Oh, I love that name, dude. It's a good one. It's a good one. Reminds me of Magneto. And Anton Forsberg. So very fun names in net. And, uh, I mean... 
nice GAA for Magnus Hilberg so far, but he's also played one game, so I guess you can't really go based off that. But not exactly, again, a team renowned for its uh, defense and goaltending right there, really known for its offensive prowess. And yeah, I mean, you could also say the same about Toronto, but Toronto has been struggling. I mean, I'm already hearing stuff about Toronto, you know, shit canning trading people away yeah. shit canning people like it's already they're just 500 they're they're four four and two they've got one point less than the flyers and people are acting like the flyers are a revelations not everybody obviously but some people are like wow the flyers are way better than we expected and they're acting like the leafs are absolute horseshit so far yeah well like i feel like a lot of people have picked the leafs to like win the cup this year which is hilarious because like how can you say that with their goaltending but like I don't know. Oh, I like, found that ridiculous. So many people expecting the Leafs to win the cup. Like, they're the Leafs, okay? They're win not, a seven-game yeah. series and get back to me. I would, like, I don't know. They are, like, so stacked offensively, but, like, I don't know. They got they definitely have flaws, like, a lot. They've had the same problems for four years. They're stacked offensively. They're okay defensively, and they're kind of like a, I don't know. Like, who really knows what's going to happen in net? Freddie Anderson was good. But it's just like, it's so hard being a good goalie in Toronto. Right, because the standards are just impossible. Yeah. Freddie Anderson. I don't think I've ever heard him referred to as Freddie. Really? No, I don't think I have. I, I've, I feel like the last like couple of years I heard it a ton. Freddie Anderson. It's just like Frederick Anderson just sounds so formal. It's like the yeah. Vaclav and Vinnie Prospol effect right there. It would be, now, what would weird me out is if someone called him Fred Anderson. Fred Anderson. It sounds like some Fred like, Anderson sounds like he's going to do your taxes. It, to me, it sounds like some wheat farmer from like Viking, Alberta. A wheat farmer. Yeah. Wow. We thought of very different things there, but both boring. Oh, very boring. Yeah. It, all, it boring. all makes sense. <laughs> both of them make <laughs> it all totally ties sense. together. Now, I'm talking about the Flyers like everything's a disaster to this point, but is there anything that to this point has actually stood out for you besides Carter Hart as, as something to be excited about, something to have enjoyed to this point? Their resilience. Like, they have consistently fallen into early holes in these first however many games, and they many times have clawed their way back. Um, the Tampa game was a great... Um, Example, they, I believe they were, yeah, they were down 2 nothing. Stamkos scored like two power play goals. And then they fucking clawed their way back and won the game. I think it was 3-2. Um, and like, that's just not something that the Flyers really in the last like five years would have done. Um, maybe not five, because that 2019-20 season was good. But like, but for the most part in the past decade of Flyers hockey, they haven't had that much bounce back, to be honest. And certainly over the last like two years. And yeah, they've laid down and died. A lot of times. And yeah, you saw that with the Tampa game. You saw that with the Carolina game. The Carolina game, I thought, okay, they're down to nothing. This game is right. over. But then, you know, they did take that to overtime. And I was surprised by that. They came back, uh, tied it two to two. I think, were they even up three to two at one point? I'm trying to Not remember. sure. They were, let's see. I yes. did not watch that game. Wade I was, Allison. Yeah. I, I watched that game, but the... Was that one of the World Series games was on at the same time? I believe that was the case. And yeah, Wade Allison had put the Flyers up in that game three to two. And then Martin Nietzsche uh, had tied it up 
uh, at 1755 in the third, and then Brent Burns won it at OT. Yeah. Fucking Brent but, Burns. But, you know, a couple nice things in that game. Uh, Chuck Fletcher must be feeling very victorious because Nick Delorier scored a goal in that game. And an assist! What a guy. Just the MVP of this team. Dude, the Hart Trophy is as good as his. I'll tell you what, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he, he's going to steal it. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Who could possibly beat him up for it? He's a tough guy. How many fights has he been in so far? Oh, man. Uh, that's going to require some research on yeah. on hockey fights. And right that's there, too much effort I, to put in for fucking... That is. There's no it. possible way to find out. <laughs> just I'm just, I, no, yeah, I'm just not... I, don't, I honestly do not have the care to type in his name in the Google bar and find out that information. <laughs> I just don't. You just don't. Absolutely not. I will can't. say this about Nick Delore, though. I feel like he would listen to Flyperbole. You think the thing would listen to Flyperbole? I think he might. Wow. Nick, okay. if you're listening, you got to drop the gloves more, bud. That's what you're here for. Yeah, that's all we want to see. That's just, I, I don't mean, want to see you play the occasional I, listen, goal. I don't want to see you play hockey, Nick. I'm sure you're a good guy. <laughs> I think you have kids. I'm sure they're beautiful if you have them. Um, just fucking knock people's heads off. That's what we want to see. Just fucking murder people. Just kill people in cold blood on TV. What can go wrong? That's what we ask her. What could go wrong? Nothing could go wrong. So, Deloria scored in that game. Owen Tippett got on the board. Good to see him. My man. Yeah, I'm happy for Owen Tippett. What, do you have a concussion early on? I believe so. Yeah, but uh, the Ginger Boys getting together, Owen Tippett and Wade Allison putting up goals in that game. You'll love to see that. You do, yeah. And, like, Owen Tippett was one of the guys going into the, like, season – where I was like, all right, like I would love to see him take a big step. And I, how many games has he even – I don't think he's played many games because of that injury. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to see him light the lamp, and I want to see him keep doing it. Um, and I don't know. Like he, he's one of those – like he's a pickup that like he didn't really work out. He didn't pan out for Florida. Maybe in Philly it'll work out for him. He's got two points in three games. Like that's cool. Um and uh, you know what? Like, we, so we didn't even have this on the sheet, but like another guy the Flyers recently added, who's a former high draft pick that has not worked out, is Kiefer Bellows. Yes, I forgot to mention Kiefer Bellows, yeah. who I always think, whenever I see that name, I always think of this uh, Saturday Night Live sketch with Tracy Morgan from back in the day where he played this guy, Brian Fellow. And he goes, I'm Brian Fellow. <laughs> I think of that every time I'm I Kiefer see the name Bellow. Kiefer Bellow. I'm Kiefer Bellow. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I, I love that Brian Fellow. It's a fiery planet with Brian Fellow. <laughs> I think of that every time I see Kiefer Bellow. But Kiefer Bellow, they got him for nothing. They got him for total, you know, absolutely free. They didn't bring back the germ, though. The germ. The germ. The germ did not come back, but Kiefer Bellows did win out and came here. And that's, you know what? I'm down for that pickup because that's a real, like, why the hell not? Kind yeah, of exactly. Like, I'm very okay with that. So, like, um, I don't know. Like, who knows? Maybe he just, maybe he needed to change the scenery. Maybe he needed to get away from that fucking prophet of regret from Halo 3 looking ass Lou Lamorello. <laughs> like, I think he just, <laughs> I think the he just. The actual devil. Yeah. I think he just needs to, um, I don't know, like maybe he needs a better situation. And he's probably not, I mean, he's definitely not going to be like a game-changing player. But like maybe he turns into like a serviceable third line, like checking line scorer or something, you know. 
It, it is so funny how many guys we have on this team that were like promising first round talents that were like, oh, as long as they become serviceable third line players, I'm happy. Like between Kiefer Bellows and Morgan Frost and Owen Tippett, <laughs> just a bunch of guys were like, as long as they're ser- Scott Lawton kind of falls into that category, who he already is a serviceable wherever the hell you need him in the lineup kind yeah, of player. Yeah. But like he he's a he's a first round pick who's like, you know what? I'm just happy he became a serviceable player. Here's my thing though. I'm very cool with having those types of players on the team as long as the Flyers are getting them from other teams, like on the waiver wire. I don't sure. want to have those players on the team if all of them are coming from the Flyers pipeline and they're all like early first round picks or something like that. Like that they got instead of getting superior talent around them. Exactly. Like, I don't know. Like, d- don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to talk shit here, but like, Morgan, let's talk about Cole Caulfield, Mor- Morgan Frost. Well, yeah. Like I would love for Morgan Frost to just go off, but like, I don't think he's that kind of player. And you know, it's, it's kind of a bummer. It is a bummer. There's a lot of bummers on this team. And Oh my God. Let me tell you. Caulfield in particular, I I wasn't letting it bother me for a while, but man, he's off to a red hot start this year. He's got 10 points for the Canadians right now. And, oh, I hate that fucking draft party. The draft party was just like from the U.S. National Development Team. The whole fucking bar goes crazy. Yeah. And then the New York. You even heard the C and people started to. I know. I know. Oh, my God. Cam yeah. York. And everyone's like, Cam what? York. Cole Caulfield's got seven goals to this point. That's more goals than me. Uh, that is more goals than you. That's for sure. <laughs> and that's more goals than Travis Connect. That's as many goals as Travis Konechny and Scott Lawton combined right now. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Watch this. I'm going to do some math. Are you ready? Get <laughs> I'm ready. I'm so ready. I was told there wouldn't be math. He's on pace for 77 goals this season. (laughs) Oh, wow. In nine games, if this trend continues, 77 goals. Well, you know, we'll see what the small goals boy can do. But yeah, every time I look down and I see him score another goal, I'm just like, yeah, but you know, we've got Cam York in the minors. So that's uh, that's good. Cam York, after the first, um, after the, uh, the Flyers season opener, he was on pace for 164 goals this season. People forget that. Yeah. People do forget that. Those are very realistic numbers. Someone's got to do it at some point, Steve. Why not Morgan Frost? <laughs> yeah, you know. Why not Morgan? Alex Ovechkin's never done it, so why not Morgan Frost? Who knows? He's got some untapped potential. <laughs> oh, this is good. This is good. I mean, as far as the actual flyers that are scoring, though, it's nice to see TK putting up some numbers to start this year. Kevin Hayes has a ton of assists. He's got... Nine assists, 10 points, and uh, TK's got nine points. He's got uh, four goals. So, you know, a couple guys are showing up, but I want to see more like we've seen out of like Tippett and Allison in the past week. Some more from the non like top guys on the team. Yeah, yeah. No, like it is nice to see that. And honestly, like you brought up TK, like I do love seeing TK just like kind of, and I know he got benched and everything, but like that didn't strike me as like a, um, that was more like a, like subliminal thing like him and Hayes being benched. I don't think that was like, you suck. I don't like you. I'm benching you. You know, like that's not a, 
Pierre-Luc Dubois benching. Well, you know, nobody's more hot on this team than Zach McEwen right now. Madman McEwen, Big Mac, comes back, puts up two goals. I'm actually legitimately shocked that he has two goals. I am too. Oh my God, I just thought of something wild. I can't believe this hasn't been. You know how his name is Big Mac? Yes. What What if his goal song was the Big Mac rap? Which one is the... I don't know if I know the Big Mac rap. What is the Big Mac You don't Mac remember rap? the Big Mac? It was one of the, like, OG YouTube videos where this dude goes through, like, a McDonald's drive through and when he gets to the thing, the little kiosk, someone's, like, beatboxing for him, and he's just like, Big Mac, boom, 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 Big Mac. I want a double cheeseburger with loads of lettuce, no, or something, bun sun, no seeds on my bun. It's like, you never saw that? No, my hands are in my head. Oh, <laughs> my, my head is in my hands right now. It's like the oh most 2005 God. video you'll ever seen. Yeah, it's I need a double cheeseburger and hold the lettuce. Don't be fronting, son. No seeds on the bun. We be up in this drive-thru order for two. I got the craving in for a number nine. Lock my shoe. We need some chicken up in you here. You remember this 2005 YouTube video better than I remember like what I had for breakfast. Oh, don't worry. I have the lyrics up in front of me. Oh, okay, good, good. I was very concerned about you for a second. I'm like, why do you remember so much of this? We need some chicken up in here, in this hizzle. For rizzle, my nizzle. Extra salt on the brizzle. Dr. Pepper, my brother. Another for your mother. Double, double, supersize, and don't forget the fries. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm what, stunned what is this team you don't doing know about this. Oh, yeah, we might as well make that. I think they've been doing more personalized goal songs from what I've heard this season. So, yeah, yeah they should do it. They absolutely should do that. It, wow, yeah. I would I would or, make that my goal song and I'm just I'm not Big Mac, I'm Quakes. <laughs> it wouldn't make any sense. It wouldn't make any sense at all. I think we're both getting loopy right now. We're Probably. both tired. You're getting, like I, I've been run I was actually kind of relieved that the World Series game got rain delayed today. And it didn't rain nearly that much, and I know some people are like, Oh, that's bullshit. But I was kind of relieved because sports has almost been too much for the past few days. It's been a lot. I mean, every every night there's something. It's crazy. Like Sunday, you know, okay, so what was it? Friday we had Phillies World Series game one. Saturday we had the Phillies, we had the Sixers and the Flyers all playing. Sunday, we had the Eagles play against the Steelers, and we had the Union playoff game against New York, which the Union won. They're going to the MLS final. Congrats to the Union. Woo. That's awesome. And, and it would have been today would have been another World Series game, but they delayed it to Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, which, I, you know, I, I it didn't rain as much as expected, but I think that's a wise move because you want pristine conditions wherever you can get it. And frankly... It's supposed to be a lot better the next three days, but I needed a break. I needed a night where I could just talk about sports and maybe casually watch Monday Night Football, but not be living and dying with the results of a sports team. Right, yeah. The Sixers did play tonight, to be fair, to be fair, but I, they were, it was They're the Wizards. they until Doc is gone. <laughs> yeah, and it's also, it's so early in the season. It yeah. just doesn't. And this is not a Sixers podcast, even though I talk about them sometimes. This is not a Sixers podcast. I don't need to pay that much attention. Oh, look, Maxi scored. Cool. You know, that's that's pretty much James Harden had a nice night. Great. You'll love to see it. Right. But that's pretty much the extent of it. But, uh, you know, I, I wanted to wrap up the show by talking about something that I had on the, the list for last week. And this was a very impromptu show, but I'm glad I at least had this to end it on here. And 
when I've been, so I've been going to the work gym and at the work gym, they will have usually like ESPN on and like MLB network or something. But lately they've been showing just like daytime Fox or something like that. And I noticed one of the daytime shows that's been on has been a fucking Pictionary show, like a t- a TV game show of Pictionary hosted by Jerry O'Connell from fucking Sliders and Stand By Me. So I just found this bizarre. Like, who's watching this? Who is watching this right now besides me on, you know, this machine at the gym? Who else is watching this in this world? Why does this exist right now? And I just found the whole experience bizarre. Like they set it up like a, a living room with a TV that everybody saw the screen that they were doing the Pictionary on and blah, blah, blah. I just found the whole thing weird. And I want to see more weird. I think you get weirder with the game shows on TV. So I I, was, I wanted to think about like what C-list celebrities and what board games can we pair up for a perfect TV mashup right here. Like my example one is like, I want John Reese Davies, Gimli from Lord of the Rings. Uh, the, the Indiana Jones friend. I want him hosting mousetrap. Okay. <laughs> Just I, doing this elaborate fucking mousetrap. Like, can you build the most? I, that's not a good John Reese Davies impression, but you know, can you build <laughs> the most elaborate mousetrap? You know, uh, bullshit like that, or maybe hungry, hungry hippos with Danny. De- well, Danny DeVito's not sealess, but wouldn't yeah, yeah. Danny DeVito hosting hungry, hungry hippos be amazing? That would be good. That'd be really good. I w- I can't come up with any good ideas for this because I'm just not creative enough. But I will say this: Have you seen this new game show called The Cube? Oh my god! With Dwayne Wade, I am so glad you brought this up because <laughs> I have been. Fu- I watched every episode of The Cube in like a week because I happened upon it by accident during the Major League Baseball playoffs <laughs> because there was supposed to be like a yeah like Yankees and Guardians or something. It's on like TBS. There was supposed to be a game on, and I went on, and it got rain delayed, and The Cube was on, and I ended up watching the whole episode of the goddamn Cube. It was so weird. Like The Cube is super weird. Yeah. It's just but, like, like, and the funny thing is, Dwayne Wade does not need to be doing the cube, like at all. Dwayne Wade doesn't need to be doing the cube. Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade should not be doing the cube because he's not a host. He is not a TV show host. It shows. Maybe, you're watching it. You're like, what are you doing, D Wade? This is not for you. Maybe it's just one of those things where he's like, he's always dreamed of hosting a game show for like some reason, and like this is his opportunity. But like D Wade, bro, if you're gonna do it, host a real game show. And if you're not, just kick it. Like you have nothing. Like you can do literally. You can literally not move your body for the rest of your life, and you're gonna. You'll be completely fine, money wise. You don't need. You don't need money to to host the cube. Let's run down the premise of the cube for everybody, though. So the cube is kind of like, uh, who wants to be a millionaire? Where you have these tiers of money. And so you get to like $10,000 and then it multiplies to like 20,000 and then so on and so forth until I think the top is 250 K. So you can choose to not take on the next challenge uh, and just keep the money you have. And you have a, a X amount of lives before uh, you get eliminated. I think it's like nine lives, like a cat. Yeah. So, and it's all like puzzles. Okay. Involving like balls or, memorization things like that and it's all within this talking cube this sassy cube who's like i am smarter than you ha 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 why don't you kiss my ass ha 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 
And they all laugh at the cube, like the cube's very funny, and it's not. And like, what are you laughing at? The cube's not funny. Cubes can't be funny. Cubes can't be funny. Name one cube in the be. world that's funny. I can't. Mark Cuban. <laughs> He's not funny. He's, He's just not rich. really funny. Yeah, that's just a. He's a little funny on Shark Tank when he calls somebody out for for being a scam artist, though. I do enjoy that. <laughs> that is good. Yeah, I like that. That is good. But that's the only funny cube when Mark Cuban calls out somebody on Shark Tank. No, the cube is. It, I don't know. It's like the, the whole thing is just a weird premise. And then Dwayne Wade's like, "Oh, cube, don't say that." No, cube. These people just want to win money. He's being a team. <laughs> He's having player. these interactions with this talking cube. It's it, very strange. It's really weird. And then they, they get two assists throughout the game. They can either have the game simplified or they can have Dwayne Wade come in and do the game for them on one opportunity. Like he takes one shot at it for them. And a couple of them are very like clearly geared towards his skill set where it's like bounce this ball into this hole. Yeah. Well, guys, I think you should have Dwayne Wade do that. The former NBA all-star <laughs> champion. I was going to say, like, some of the, some of, like, the little tasks, though, are, like, so not even suited for D-Wade. So, like, if he did it, I'd, I'd be like, dude, I'm not so sure. Like, if it's, if it's, like, putting a ball into a hole, I'd be like, D-Wade, I need you right now. But, like, most of the things on the show, I'm just like, eh. I don't know if he could do this better than anyone else. Like, for instance, when they, they had the one where they flash a bunch, like, they'll, they'll flash a bunch of different, I don't know, like, a series of cubes on the floor in front of you. Yeah. And you have to remember how many cubes it showed you. And it's usually, like, they go by pretty quick. So, usually it's like, uh, 32. Eh, you're wrong. Right. And yeah. if Dwayne Wade came in there, it's like, I don't know, like, 20 <laughs> Yeah. He wouldn't do any better than you, but yeah, there's cl- there's some that they're clearly setting up. It's like you should have to anyway do this, like very clearly. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a weird show, and I was I was wondering like what what if the cube just started getting like really nasty towards people, and Dwayne Wade just couldn't control it. Like, oh, that'd be awesome! Just starts doing like your mama jokes, like your mama's so dumb. <laughs> like uh, that one scene from Better Call Saul, and this is not a spoiler anyone where it's where he goes to that like dude's house who's like in he made that like toilet invention and whenever like it's like a potty training device so when like a yes, kid yes, goes yes. to the bathroom it says oh fill me up <laughs> <laughs> that's right i forgot about that one give me all, give me all of you <laughs> it's so bad was, oh, i love that one oh uh, yeah for, like if the cube got really sexual That'd be great. Oh, like, uh, oh, like, yeah, oh, like yeah. the putting the ball in the hole. It could be like, put it right in my hole. Give it to me. <laughs> D Wade, you can't satisfy the cube. <laughs> that would be great. It, it's a weird show. And I don't know why anybody involved is doing it. And I watched every episode of that shit. And I will tell you, I've never seen anything so dramatically edited in the show. Like, <laughs> It's, oh, it's doing super slow-mo for the dumbest shit. Somebody will end up winning by like three seconds in a, a, a oh my God, the one, have you seen the one where they have to knock out all the balls out of the fucking like bin? Oh yeah. Like you have 30 seconds to knock all these balls out of a bin and they make, they do the dramatic super slow-mo like matrix around the cube shot. It's like, all right, they're just making a mess. That's it's all they're doing. Needlessly over the top. 
very over the top. But I, I feel like I would enjoy it if it wasn't so dramatically edited and had a better host. Like I, Because I am interested in some of the games. I think some of the games are really fascinating. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely some unique stuff on there. Definitely. Yeah. But what if the cube just had, like, lasers that, like, killed people if they got wrong? You know, that's that's where it's really interesting. What if... What if Nick Delorier had lasers that killed people? He does have lasers that kill people. What do you think his eyes do? <laughs> his eyes do look like they would emit some sort of uh, lethal light source. Nick Delorier came down with General Zod to fight Superman, and he just happened to play ice hockey instead. Yeah. No, I mean, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. There's no other explanation. Neil before Delorier. Uh, I think if I'm doing Neil before Zod, it's time to end the show. It's, it's, it feels right. So, folks, thanks so much for listening. We hope you had a very spooky, wonderful Halloween and enjoyed listening to us, even though our friend the rat didn't come out. But uh, at this point in the night, I'm really hoping to not see our friend the rat because I will shriek like a, uh, a small child, which wouldn't be good for anybody. But. If you have any feedback for us, the best place for now to give us feedback is twitter.com.org.edu.ca.musk. Who knows what's going to happen to that hell site within the next few weeks now that Musk, now that Elon's, you know, overrun it and is trying to charge people $20 a month for verification, which is the dumbest shit I ever heard of. I worked so hard for that fucking checkmark. How do you have a checkmark and I don't? Listen, man. I don't know. <laughs> Did you pay the $20? That would I was going to say something funny, and then I was just like, I don't know. I have no idea. We're too tired for funny at this point. But anyway, like, you know, who knows what the hell's going to happen with that hell site. But for now, Twitter's the best place to reach us for feedback. Quigs, where can people find you on the Twitters? Find me at Ryan Quigs with a Z. Wow. Wow. How about that? You can find me at Estebaum or at Flyperbole, but for hockey purposes, make it Flyperbole. Follow BSH Radio, follow Broad Street Hockey, follow us on a variety of social medias. We don't know where the future home of all of our interaction and such will be, but we'll figure it out one of these days. But yeah, all right, let's end it. I'm going to fall asleep. Folks, thanks so much for listening. And until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and go hockey and go Phils. Let's go. Let's bring it home. Let's beat those cheating Astros. Wow, 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 wow.